Hey everyone, this is Paul from Quiz Fix. Just wanted to get a quick note in before the uh, podcast starts on the pub quiz schedule this week. Tonight, July 3rd, we are at the Skylark in West Seattle. That is all ages at 7.30. Tomorrow, no quiz at the Crown Bar in Tacoma, but we do have quiz at Fitzgerald's in Ballard. Yes, we're going to do a little pre-fireworks uh, quiz and I will be hosting Monica Gets the Day Off. So uh, if you uh, want to come out and do the uh, quiz with me, it's my first time being in Ballard. So I'm looking forward to it. So uh, join us there and then head off to the fireworks afterwards. And then the rest of the week is, as usual, uh, Blue Grouse on Wednesday with Monica and the local 907 on Thursday with me. So that's that. Uh, hope to see you this week and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. And this is episode 22. 22. You remember 22. I know. I usually don't remember what number episode I, we're doing. I notch it on uh, on my wall next to the, uh, as I'm editing. Like a prison cell? Yeah. When I move out, I'm probably going to have to do something about that. Are you going to get your deposit back? Mm, debatable. <laughs> um, how are you today? Great. Great. We are here in Monica's apartment on a lovely Thursday. We can see the lovely and talented Murder Face uh, exposing his belly for all to see. Her belly. I'm going to get that wrong every time. It's her, but (sighs) I don't really care about the gender of my cat. Do they care? Nope. Okay, good. (laughs) Then then we're fine. (laughs) Then Then I have no apologies for Murder Face, who is just... Belly up right now. So much fluff. That is a lot of fluff. That must be hard now that it's actual summery here in Seattle. We're actually getting hot weather, and uh, that must be hard for the long-haired cat. There is nothing hard about her life. (laughs) This is true. true. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see a lot of pain and anguish on her face right now. I see. In fact, I don't know if she's uh, awake or... There she goes. She she took a breath. (laughs) I was a little worried there for a second. (laughs) She sleeps with her eyes open a lot. She's a creepy cat, though. Yeah. Okay, good. No wonder she's named Murder Face. Uh, we have a good show for you today. Um, this comes out on July 3rd, so happy almost 4th of July, if you're listening to this on Monday. Uh, we have been getting all sorts of people into the tournament that's going on in Seattle right now, the Quiz Fix Summer Invitational. Oh, yeah. I got to put in those points. Yeah, yeah. Give I me haven't those done points. it yet. <laughs> I'll be updating that leaderboard. If you are playing, you can go to quizfix.net slash tournament. And see the leaderboard where your team stands right now. We'll be making an announcement soon on when those finals are going to be. But uh, lots of people have been playing. Lots of teams coming to new venues to uh, get their points. It's been a lot of fun seeing some crossover. Mm-hmm. And seeing teams that have heard their names on the podcast or seen them in the emails or on Instagram. Kind of eyeing each other going, oh, that's that team. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So you had some crossover teams last night, the Blue Grouse. I did. I had a 907 team mm-hmm. last night. Nice. And I had a team that has been there before, but they usually play at Skylark. Okay. Well, and the Blue Grouse, of course, if you're in Seattle, is the place to play on Wednesdays because it is outdoors and it is gorgeous right now in Seattle. And it's dog friendly. It's always dog friendly. I didn't have any dogs last night. Yeah, you told me that, and that's always disappointing not to see the dogs come out for the mm-hmm. trivia. The dogs are smart. They really help. They help everybody. I have a a few team pictures that feature dogs. Yeah. If you go to our Instagram or Tumblr pages, you'll see some of those. There's one team in particular that always has this big fluffy dog with them, and it's their mascot. His name is Bear, and their team is barely losing, <laughs> but they usually win. Yeah, when they come, they're they're a very good team. So they got a lot of pictures of that dog. In fact, I think one team picture is just the dog. It's just the dog. So the dog was sitting there with his little paws out, and I put the winning gift certificate on his feet. Oh, no. And he just sat there. So I took a picture of him, and I was like, that's it. <laughs> we have a winner. It's really cute. All right. Well, let's do the answers to this week's audio round challenge, which now I can't even remember what it was. It was dance songs. Oh, yeah. That's right. The audio round challenge from last week was dance songs. It was uh, songs that told you how to dance, Mm -hmm. which we all need help with from time to time. So here is the winner, and here are the answers. This week's winner is Fearless Leader. Well played. Here are the answers. The Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. The Cupid Shuffle by Cupid. Limbo Rock by Chubby Checker. Boot Scooting Boogie by Brooks and Dunn. The Locomotion by Little Eva. Watch Me by Silento. The Time Warp by the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Congratulations! Wow, you are masterful. All right, let's get into the meat of the podcast. You ready? So ready. Let's do it. And now it is time for the lightning round. All right, this is the point in the podcast where Monica and I fight to the death with trivia questions. What is your subject for me this week? Coffee. Oh, (laughs) yay. Uh, yours is amusement parks. Oh, all right. Okay. This could be a good one. Uh, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. All right. Here we go with the lightning round. 
Although now cultivated in many regions in over 70 countries, what continent is the coffee plant native to? I'm going to say Africa. That is correct. Yay. What incontinent is it native to? Incontinence? Yes. I think that just depends. <laughs> hey, that's pretty Boo. good. Uh, question number one for you. Uh, opening in 1583, Bakken, that is spelled B-A-K-K-E-N, is the oldest operating amusement park in the world. In what European country would you find Bakken? Netherlands? Very close. This is Denmark. Uh, Denmark. Which one? That was my number two. Yeah. All right. Number two for you is multiple choice. The espresso machine was first made in France in what year? Was it 1800, 1822, 1850, or 1901? Wow, 1901. Nope, it's 1822. <laughs> I always get you with the multiple choice. Yeah, for stuff like that, I was like, I mean, that's all you can do. It's like, unless you absolutely know, then it's all you can do is guess. I figured it was either the earliest one or the latest one. Nope. Yeah. That's my that's my secret way to try to win the lightning rounds is to put a multiple choice in there. Okay. <laughs> so much for your secret way. Uh, question number two. In what South- Southern California theme park can you get rides based on The Simpsons, Transformers, and Despicable Me? Universal Studios? It is Universal Studios. Nice. Now, some of those are... I think the Simpsons ride is no longer there, but uh, at one point you can get on the Simpsons ride, which I got on. That was pretty fun. Yeah? I love Universal Studios. And anything movie stuff, I'm kind of a sucker for. Who arrived in California for the gold rush, but instead was hired as a carpenter at the Pioneer Steam Coffee and Spice Mills and eventually bought the business and changed its name? I'm going to say Pete of Pete's Coffee. No, it's James A. Folgers. And that was my second guess. <laughs> Mr. Folgers. Does anybody drink Folgers coffee anymore? I'm I know they sure still sell they it. Do. I always thought that. I was always fascinated by those big cans. I love the big cans of grounds and a little scoop in there. I was always fascinated by that. And the percolators with the little, little translucent. Oh, yeah thing on top that once started percolating you knew it was done. I have only seen those on TV. Yeah, because you're you're just a child and I'm, I'm an old man. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Alright, question number three. Rides that are completely enclosed, such as Disney's It's a Small World and Space Mountain, are known collectively by what spooky name? I'm looking for a two-word name. Hmm... I have no idea, so I'm just going to guess Creep Fest. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so there's two uh, possibilities. One is a dark ride, and one is a ghost train. Those are what those are known by. Have you ever been on It's a Small World? Did you do? Have you done Disneyland or Disney World? Uh, whatever one is in Florida. That's the world. And yes. Which I've heard is better than the one in Anaheim. The but small I've, world or the whole thing? The whole thing. I heard oh, the whole really? thing is better. But um, I've never been to the Florida one. But I guess living in Ohio, that's probably the closest 
closest one. Technically, yes. Yes. <laughs> Technically and actually, <laughs> yes. In 1675, what king of England issued a proclamation banning coffee houses because he thought they were places where people met to plot against him? Oh, in 1675? Yes. Wow. Well, my obvious paranoid king went out the window mm-hmm. that late. Um... Who was king in 1675? Oh, I don't know my royals very well. Uh, Henry VIII. Charles II. Mm. Yeah, he wasn't my first choice on that one. But or my you second know what? choice. His paranoia about that might be uh, legit because I also read that both the American Revolution and the French Revolutions were plotted in coffee houses. Oh. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. Me too. That's a that's a very <laughs> well, you know, the coffee house. It's a gathering place. People yeah. can go there. People of any age can go there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. So coffee houses. Let's get let's get to one. Starbucks has kind of ruined that for a lot of people because I don't think there's a lot of revolutions being plotted over frappuccinos. No. Listening to Nora Jones. A lot of uh, startups, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which can be revolutionary. <laughs> Point taken. All right, question number four for you is multiple choice. Where was the first Ferris wheel built? Was it in the U.S., in France, or in Italy? I think it's France. It is the U.S. Oh, the first no. Ferris wheel. I don't think I've gotten a single question right. See, that's why I put those multiple choice ones in for you. Yeah. <laughs> the multiple choice actually helps me because at least I know that one of them is right. Yeah. When it's something that I don't know, I say something dumb like creep fast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, have you seen Creepfest 2? Creepfest 2 is really good. Wait, that's not really a movie. Creepfest 3 was pretty good. <laughs> Creepfest 4 is where the, the series started to go downhill a little bit. That was Richard Grieco was in Creepfest. The fifth Fest. one is called Fest 5. Oh, Fest 5, <laughs> Fest Furious. Yeah. Creepfest 6, Creep Harder. <laughs> Seven is the creepening. Oh, the creepening. <laughs> we should be making these movies. Creepfest 8. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> All right, your last one for me. Based in Round Lake, New York, what coffee brand bills itself the world's strongest coffee, claiming it contains over 200 times the caffeine of your average cup? Wow, these are really good questions. I am stumped on all of these. Um, in New York, what was the city again? Round Lake. It's a coffee brand. Hmm. Strongest. Boy, I really don't know. I'm going to make a wild guess and say Jolt. No, it's called Death Wish Coffee. You never heard of it? No, never heard um, of it. I don't think they sell that out here. I've never seen it. Is it... Do they, do they get out to the Midwest? Is that something you've seen before? 
Actually, the only thing that I've seen is like articles about it. Oh, okay. But, I mean, I kind of want to try it. But I think you can buy it on like Amazon. And stuff. It's probably something you can special order and, yeah. and get it out. I'm sure there's a there's people around here that uh, swear by it. But I just knew about it because of articles like, oh my gosh, it has so much caffeine. <laughs> and then the article gives you no information. Those coffee drinkers sound really weird. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want another cup of coffee. Coffee. Oh my God, I can't get up without a cup of coffee. <laughs> That's actually how everyone sounds to me. <laughs> this, this, this is what you sound like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question for you. Question number five. Second to the Disney group in yearly attendance is uh, United Kingdom's Merlin Entertainment. What long-running theme park chain did Merlin purchase in 2005? One that's all around the world. Oh, my gosh. It's all around the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, so I'm just going to guess Legoland. It is Legoland. Well done. No way! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Very nicely done. I didn't know if it was anywhere else. Yeah, they've they've got it in a lot of different countries. I think there's one in the U.S. There's one in Denmark. There's one in England. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of them. So yes. Legoland is it? Which means I got I, one. <laughs> I think you got two. What was the other one? I got? Universal Studios. Oh right. So I think I only got one. You got the first one. Yeah, and I think oh, I, right. I flamed out. So congratulations, I you won. are the winner. You are Man, the winner. those were tough. Those were tough ones. Those were tough ones. Um, that was a good one. I learned a lot about coffee. That's I love learning the stuff. Yeah. Death Wish. I want to have some Death Wish coffee now. I could probably use some Death Wish coffee right about now. If Death Wish coffee would like to sponsor Quizfix podcast, yes, <laughs> Quizfix at gmail dot com. We will take. We will be. We could get paid in Death Wish coffee. We'd be very happy with that. Um, all right. Well, that is it for the lightning round. It is now time for game prep. This week we're going to do all birthdays because July 4th is the birthday of the USA. So first of all, happy birthday, USA. Happy birthday. Well done. You're looking, <laughs> you're looking great. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> July 3rd, 1883, happy birthday, Franz Kafka. Happy birthday. He's a German writer, widely regarded as one of the major figures of 20th century literature. His best-known works include The Metamorphosis and The Trial. Have you ever read any Kafka? I don't think so. Can you describe those to me? So, Metamorphosis, a lot of his books are like, something happened to somebody who doesn't know why. So, The Metamorphosis is uh, a guy wakes up and he's a bug. What kind of bug? Cockroachy kind of bug. Ew. He just wakes up and he realizes that he's this bug. And then the rest of it is about how he deals with being a bug. And then the trial is sort of similar, where a guy wakes up and he's on trial. And he doesn't know what he's on trial for or what's going on. So it's kind of um, 
Twilight Zone-ish. Oh, very. Kafka-esque definitely uh, is an adjective you could use for Twilight Zone. Okay. Yeah. July 3rd, 1962. Happy birthday, Thomas Cruz Mapther IV, who is known professionally as Tom Cruise. Happy birthday, Tom. He is an American actor and producer and has been nominated for three Academy Awards, but has not yet won. So I was trying to remember, he was, he was nominated for Magnolia. He was nominated for Born on the Fourth of July. And I saw this online, but now I'm, I'm blanking on the third one. Is it... Wait, was he in A Few Good Men? He was, but I don't think he was nominated for that. Um, There's something else that he was nominated for. Uh, listeners, email in if you know that off the top of your head. Um, what's your favorite Cruise movie? I really love the last few Mission Impossible movies are a lot of fun. Oh, really? Yeah. Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation are very fun. He is starting to play that kind of world-weary like getting a little too old for doing it, but it can still do it really well sort of thing. And he does it that probably as good as anybody. The Jack Reacher, the first Jack Reacher movie, I didn't see the second one, but the first one uh, was really good as well in that same sort of vein. What's the one that has the word tomorrow? In it? Edge of Tomorrow is fantastic. That's my favorite one. That is fantastic. Again, I loved that movie. He's an older guy. He's got a sense of humor about the fact that he's not quite the young spry Tom Cruise anymore, but kind of shoved into the situation and then some sci-fi stuff happens. I did a round on Monday of trailers that had been recut to be, to give them kind of a different feel. Oh yeah. And somebody had recut that one with funny comedy music. So (laughs) so it sounded like it was like a groundhog day. Yeah. It kind of is a groundhog day. Tom Cruise is having the worst day of his life (laughs) over and over again. Uh, July 4th, 1872, happy birthday, John Calvin Coolidge Jr. Happy birthday. He is the 30th president of the United States from 1923 to 1929, and he is the only president born on the 4th of July. Wow. Yeah, he gets that uh, distinction. How many presidents have died on the 4th of July? Well, I know there's the two, the famous ones, Jefferson and Adams. The same day. The same day. Within hours of each other. And I think it was Adams who died first, and Jefferson didn't know it, and one of his last words was like, well, at least John Adams lives, or something like that. And they were like, yeah. That's what he was thinking about? Or it was reversed, yeah, Exactly. He wasn't. It's not, oh, I love my family. Yeah. July 4th, 1982. Happy birthday, Michael Paul Sorrentino, also known as The Situation. Happy birthday, Situation. He is best known for his appearances on the TV reality show Jersey Shore. Lovely. Yes. He's become a staple on reality shows such as Dancing with the Stars the Worst Cooks in America, Big Brother, and Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars. Yeah. This that is, is a show. That's a real show. That's a real show. Oh, my God. It's on the WE TV network. 
And it started off as marriage boot camp with like regular people, and now they can't get regular people to do it. So, you know, all the people that are on reality shows whose marriages are failing can't understand why that is. No idea. Yeah. They all like, oh, we'll do it. We'll parade around and show everybody dirty laundry on, on television because that's Cause what that's we do. That's what we do. <laughs> you could not pay me to parade around my garbage on television. There's not enough money. There might be enough money, but it's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they can afford it. I don't think they're paying. I think they're paying these guys like $1,000 and a bus fare. I don't think they're getting. I don't think they're <laughs> They also need like a lunch. Although I will. <laughs> it's craft service tables. Very nice. They have fresh bagels every morning. Um, and that Death Wish coffee. Uh, July 5th. 1810, happy birthday, Phineas Taylor, a.k.a. P.T. Barnum. Happy birthday. He is best remembered for promoting celebrated hoaxes and for founding the Barnum and Bailey Circus. The phrase, there's a sucker born every minute, is usually attributed to him. There's a movie based on his life coming out this December with Hugh Jackman as P.T. Barnum. How accurate do you think that'll be? Uh, from the trailer that I saw, it makes P.T. Barnum look like a real sweet guy. July 5th, 1963. Happy birthday, Edith Edie Falco. An actress best known for her roles as Carmela Soprano on the HBO series The Sopranos. And as the title character of the Showtime series, Nurse Jackie. Happy birthday, Edie. Do you have watched either of the, of the shows? I watched The Sopranos. I have not seen Nurse Jackie. Mm, nurse Jackie was a uh, was a very intense little show. She plays a nurse who's also addicted to prescription painkillers and ends up stealing a lot of them. Yeah, that sounds um, that sounds pretty realistic, actually. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> she was like this really good nurse. She was like very competent, and then she was also kind of doing illegal stuff on the side so um but yeah she's she's really good I'm she really, is good every once in a while she shows up in like early like 90s law and order episodes usually as a lawyer oh yeah yeah and it's like oh young little lady falco young little baby Edie falco <laughs> the little baby child yeah <laughs> your honor i object <laughs> is she italian i would think so She's one of those blonde Italians. Do you think she's related to Falco from Rocky Amadeus fame? Absolutely. All right, then. July 6th, 1921. Happy birthday, Anne Frances Robinson, who changed her name to Nancy Davis for her acting career and then changed it again when she married the president of the Screen Actors Guild in 1952, whose name is Ronald Reagan. Happy birthday, Happy Nancy birthday. Reagan. Happy yeah. Who's Ronald Reagan again? Uh, he was in uh, some movies, and then he was the governor of California. And then he just kind of fell off the map after that. No one that. really knows what happened to him after that. <laughs> no one ever talks about him. The uh, the just say no thing also totally worked. Oh, yeah. No one ever had a drug problem again. You know the D.A.R.E. program? Oh, yeah. So... I saw something online that said, when you're in the fifth grade and you're in D.A.R.E., it's like, 
I will never do drugs ever. And then it's like, as an adult, I probably wouldn't do meth. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my short list of things I won't do. Probably. Probably. (laughs) Ask me again another 10 years. (laughs) I don't know. Meth is on mine. That's on my no list, I think. Oh, yeah. My no lists are anything that somebody makes in like a bucket in their trailer. That's going to be on a no list What for if me. it's Kool-Aid? Well, no, I'm fine with Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know what I say to Kool-Aid? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And then I burst through a wall because I'm high on meth. Because that Kool-Aid had meth in it. Oh, yeah. More meth, please. Oh, yeah. And it starts to kind of sound like Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. And you snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Slim Jim's on my no list. <laughs> Slim Jim should be on everybody's no list. July 6th, 1925. Happy birthday, Merv Griffin. Happy birthday, Merv. A talk show host and TV producer who, if nothing else, created two of the longest-running game shows of all time, which are Wheel of Fortune. I'm sorry. Wheel of Fortune. And this is Jeopardy. We are ridiculous. We are. <laughs> if you had to pick a favorite of those two shows, what is your favorite of the two shows? Oh, I don't know. Because I like them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the puzzles in Wheel of Fortune. Right. And my mom and my and her mom, my grandma, were like big Wheel of Fortune watchers. Okay. And they're both really good at it. Oh, wow. Okay. And I like that part of it. But Jeopardy was more of a show I watched with my dad. Yeah. And my favorite thing about Jeopardy is when the Daily Double comes up, we would all go, <laughs> I don't know why, but we did. <laughs> well, that's the Daily Double sound. Yeah. I recognize it. <laughs> I remember early Wheel of Fortune when it was on during the daytime. And what you did with the money is you bought prizes. So they'd have this big island of prizes, and then you'd have to spend the money that you won. So you'd be like... You have to choose. So like, for if you got $10,000, you'd be like, okay, for uh, $6,000, the trip to Paris. Um, for $3,000, the new uh, washer and dryer. Um, for $700, that leather jacket. For $200, that weird bird sculpture <laughs> for $70 the pack of of are, the, are those yeah exactly <laughs> and then whatever was left over you had to put on a gift certificate to the Spiegel catalog and that was, was that the whole true? thing yeah oh man yeah well now they have prizes on the wheel right right so the trips and stuff yeah. they have to land on them and then you have to win yeah things have changed July 7th, 1906, happy birthday, Leroy Robert Page, better known by his nickname, Satchel. Happy birthday, bag. (laughs) (laughs) He was pitching for Negro League teams most of his career, but he became a rookie in the major leagues in 1948 at age 42. 
And then he pitched his last major league game in 1965 for the then Kansas City Athletics. He was 59 years old when he pitched his last game. That last game that he played in 1965, that was kind of a special deal. They brought him back for one game. Uh, He had retired, I think, 10 years before, but they brought him back in one game. He's still on record as the oldest player to ever play in a oh, game really? and he ended up like striking out a bunch of guys at age 59 nice yeah he, i think he pitched just one inning and then they took him out and there was a big fanfare for him big celebration that's cool yeah. i like that yeah july 7th 1940 happy birthday richard starkey better known as ringo star he is a drummer All right, that is game prep, everybody. (laughs) Rack my brain. Rack my brain. Till my head's filled with pain. Rack my brain. Now it is time for tips and tricks. It's tips and tricks and tricks and tips. Tricky, tricky tips. Uh, today we're going to talk about something that uh, we haven't talked about yet, and uh, now uh, we can talk about it together because Monica has joined me in the writing process. She is now writing rounds for trivia, so we're going to talk a little about how, to, how we write these questions that you hear every week. Um, first of all, Monica, I want you to paint a picture. Where are you when you are writing these rounds? Mostly. Usually I'm right here. Right there. On the couch. So we got we got a little gray couch, very comfortable. I, I've sat on that couch before. It's very nice. We got a little end table next to it. Beverage? Mm-hmm. What are we drinking? Probably beer. Okay. <laughs> um, cats around? Well, I can't do anything about that, so yes. <laughs> uh, snacks? Uh, not really. Yeah, I okay. like some fruits sometimes. Yeah. And then what is the first website that you're hitting? Um, well, let's even go back for the, before that. What's your first thought of like theme-wise, what you're going to... Well, what I'm writing now is I'm writing your lighting rounds. Right. And that, I just have to come up with something. Sure. And then I'm also writing one round for each of my nights, which is chosen by the last place team the previous week. And that's a good way of doing it as far as like, it's nice to have those those kind of uh, automatic themes. They're yeah. just like, okay, this is what this I'm going to write about. This is what I have to write about. Yeah. So usually what I start with is I'll Google like whatever subject trivia. Okay. And then I'll just look at some ideas. Mm. Basically, the websites that I find have, they're usually all multiple choice. Mm. And they're either really hard or really easy. 
I have found that too. And they're very like straightforward, like what's the name of this? Right. What is that? Like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So basically that just gives me ideas. Right. Because I don't usually use their questions mm-hmm. unless it's a good one. Right. So that'll give me an idea. And then I'll research that and make sure it's right. That is always the next step because yeah. you'll see a lot of stuff out there that's either old information or this is wrong, erroneous. Somebody's written a uh, round off the top of their head and they've gotten something wrong. And that's the last thing you want to do when you walk into a quiz is have somebody go, um, actually, that's not right at all. Yeah, that's pretty annoying. Yeah. <laughs> you did one last night for Game of Thrones. Yeah. How did that go? Good. Yeah. Yeah, I think people really liked it. That's good. It was a well-written round. Did you like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, from somebody who didn't know any of the answers mm-hmm. as when they were specifically Game of Thrones answers, like I could have gotten the one about the Castle Anthrax right. and the Monty Python because yeah. that's something I know. I've never seen one episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I did a wrote a round on that a few years ago when it had first started because somebody asked me to do it. And because it was very new, I was like, this is too specialty. So I made it a Games, Thrones, and Game of Thrones round mm-hmm. where I did some questions on games, some questions on Thrones, and then on Game of Thrones. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's just to now I think it's been on long enough and enough people watch it that you could do a specialty round Yeah, on that and people will get it. And it was requested. Yeah. But yeah. I always, if it's something super specific like that, I try to put at least one question that's related, but you don't have to know the mm-hmm. show to yeah. get it, like the Castle Anthrax one. Right. right. Which I almost had Castle Anthrax be the answer. Oh, that would have been tough. I know. So I changed yeah. it to the answer be Monty Python. That's the hardest thing to from writing these rounds, getting used to, I want those answers from my, from my perspective, I want those answers to be stuff that people have heard of people yeah, know, because yeah. there's nothing better than, even if they got it wrong, that, that, that moment of oh, recognition, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I like that. when I did that question on Tuesday about, uh, Novocaine mm-hmm. and that's how it got its name. Cause it was the new cocaine, right? Novocaine. People had that moment of, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I got a big odor. Yeah. Question. Those are fun to get those. You don't always get that response, but when you can get that, it's amazing. You also get people that don't know that, but can come up with the answer. Right. It's figure, it's, it can be figured out. Uh Um, which is always hardest about doing stuff like on special on specific TV shows or movies or books or things like that. Mm-hmm. There does come to be the point of like you're gonna have to know something about this. Yeah. You know, the Harry Potter rounds are always like that, where it's like I'm gonna make this as general as possible, but there's gonna be a few that you're gonna have to know something. Um, yeah. You know, something specific to, and then. You know, that's kind of what separates those rounds. But people like those because those uh, people who are are into those things really love that. I'm doing one tonight. Uh, it's been requested on all on Batman. All Batman? All Batman. Well, there's a lot of source there. Oh, there's so... It's almost too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Game of Thrones is limited because it's only been out for so long. And there's only so many books. And there's only so many seasons. 
Like Batman has been around since 1939 and it's like, it's, where do you go? Yeah. It's There's the so comic, many ways. The shows, right. the movies, right. and the, the cartoons. Yeah. And then like, yeah, exactly. And there's like the sixties show, which was one kind of Batman. And then the eighties Batman with Michael Keaton. And then the dark Knight Batman was a whole different thing. Yeah. It's like so many different things. Um, do you use Wikipedia? I do. I do too. It's great, actually, because it'll have like a little weirdo fact. Yeah. Well, because it's edited by people who are into those subjects, mm-hmm. you'll get these weird little things that then you have to go verify. I do. I go verify <laughs> them. You know, I remember people saying, you know, I have a family of teachers and they were talking about how the Wikipedia is frowned upon for school research, which I get. Yeah. But it's a good starting place to go for this sort of thing and then, you know, go and verify the stuff afterwards. Yeah. Basically, I'm just looking for something interesting mm. that will make a good question. Yeah. And Wikipedia helps a lot with that. Yeah. Because it'll have little tidbits of stuff. Yeah. So that's usually like the second place I go. Yeah. Do you want people to get most of the answers right or fewer of the answers right? Are you looking to stump or are you looking to get everybody? Because there's there's different schools of thought. Yeah. Well, I always want to have at least one gimme. Right. At least one that's like almost everybody is going to get this one. Right. And maybe even like a few of those. Yeah. But I always I try to want... make that the first question. Oh, kind of really? get Yeah, just to get people sort of warmed up into the subject. I never thought about that. And then they can like, they see that first one on their page. And it's like, well, we got that one. Yeah. And maybe we can build on that. I think if you start too hard, it people tune out a little bit. Mm. I kind of have a flow with it. Like the, the hardest question is going to be like in the middle, like six or seven. And then I want to end fairly easy mm-hmm. or end with a lot of points. I end with the points. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. So, so people can get caught up. And those points ones are usually ones that people can get a little caught up on if some of the stuff in the middle was a little too hard. Yeah. I want my thing was like if it's a 10 question round, I want seven of those questions to be gettable. Like not that you will get it automatically, but you've heard these answers before. They're not foreign words they're things you should know and then one or two that are a little more specialized you've probably still heard of them but you got to have some deeper knowledge and then one that's a stumper that's really like you've got to be into this thing to to get it okay and i don't always reach that and sometimes it's a little bit off and especially in those specialty rounds it's hard to do so i had to write one on washington city right and I have only lived in Washington for two years. That's that's tough. So I, I mean, I did some research, and I most of it was Western Washington based because mm-hmm. I thought that would be better for people out here, right? And I had no idea how difficult the round was. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I have rounds like that every once in a while with some a subject that I don't know, and it's like I, I. Don't know. But I heard from people that it was kind of hard, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. I mean, I I wrote, oh, I wrote that round on, um, it was 
soundtracks for movies. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. And I named the year and three of the songs on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And you had to name the movie. Right. And I got, like, there was a team that did not get any of them. Oh, wow. They were all very young. Sure. So it might have had something to do with that. That's the other thing that I try to, and this especially happens in the audio round and the visual and the video rounds, is try to get a wide spectrum of things. You know, mm-hmm. if I do all songs from 2010, then people my age are going to go, I don't know any of this music. And then if I do stuff from all the 60s or the 70s, then the opposite happens. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I try to add in uh, music from all the different decades so at least people have a choice or at least people yeah. have a chance to get Well, it something. wasn't all old stuff. No, I thought that was a really balanced round. And, I mean, even if you weren't alive in 1977... You should know that if a BG song, a disco song, is probably on Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. And honestly, but, if you're playing trivia, you should probably know the title of Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> it's, it was it was kind of a big deal. But they didn't complain. No. And the and I actually got a lot of good response about that round. Yeah. And I heard it was hard, but yeah. people said like I liked it. I liked yeah. that it was people hard. liked that one. I did that one in Tacoma. Did people you do liked it? it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yay. Oh yeah. Oh if you're writing a round for a night, I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah. I'm using it. So um, they liked that one? Yeah, yeah. Oh good. Yeah. So that was actually a round that I came up with myself. It yeah. wasn't requested. Yeah. And I was originally going to write just a round about movie soundtracks like mm-hmm. questions yeah and so i'm like doing all this research and i found like a, I think it was like a rolling stone article that was a list of the best soundtracks mm-hmm. and then i got i wrote a couple questions and then i was i came up with that idea and i got really excited about it and that's when i wrote that round yeah but i used a lot of the movies on their list and i would just go and like look up the song like the track list and pick like the ones that i don't know were like most notable for Mm -hmm. the movie yeah which the dirty dancing one i did not use time of my life right use some older songs and people had to think about what movie came out at that time that would have these older songs in it well i know that soundtrack really well so i think that my knowledge of it might have gotten in the way when i wrote it right and I think I should have put time in my life. And I didn't because I thought it would make it too easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with those songs that I put on there, I was like, well, I would totally get this one. Right. But that's just me. So when I write, like, I have to try to overlook, like, my own specialties mm-hmm. and the things that I know. Right. Oh, that's tough for me to do. Yeah. It's, it's it becomes a big challenge, and know like where you're hosting. Mm-hmm. Like there is some things like I'll tell you that on that soundtrack round, the last question was was the biggest selling qu- soundtrack of all time, 17 million copies, but it didn't have a year, it didn't have mm-hmm. anything. That's that's tough. So I added what movie soundtrack? Uh, what soundtrack from a movie starring Kevin Costner? Oh, you added Kevin Costner. I added Kevin Costner, but that still stumped people because people forget that Kevin Costner was in The Bodyguard. 
Yeah. They don't think of bodyguard. He was was the the title character. Everybody (laughs) thinks of Whitney Houston, but they don't think of Kevin Costner. But it had that added bonus of a couple of the teams that got it right had I could see them go, Oh, it's I know what it is. I know what it is. I didn't have that when I did it. Yeah. I should have done that. I left yours as because I want always you know, I did that and this is what I'm saying, is that I did that specifically for the crowd that was there. Well, you added something to my Washington Cities one. You added yeah. one thing. Yeah. And it was the second largest city in the state yeah. thing. Which yeah. I which like I I'm fine with it. Like you've been running trivia for way longer than me. Like right. you're better at it. Yeah. So whenever you want to add something, like the, do it. Was that the Vancouver one? Yeah. The fourth largest city. Which the was fourth fun, largest. Because it was like. really funny because there was this team that was not playing and she was kind of looking around. They would whisper to each other. They were looking at the screen whispering to each other, but they mm-hmm. were being very quiet until that question. And I read that question and she, she yell it out. She, not only did she yell it out, but she put her like, she must be from Vancouver because she put her fist in the air. I was like, Vancouver. <laughs> I love that you did that. Yeah. <laughs> that was exactly what she did. It was like this triumphant moment of like And then she realized what she did. did I don't she? think I don't think she cared. Oh really? Yeah, but she didn't do it again because I did say, Hey, don't shout out answers. <laughs> so yeah, that is how these things get written, everybody. And uh <laughs> if you if you have any if you're playing our quizzes and you want a theme that we're not uh doing yet or we haven't done in a while Email us at quizfix at gmail.com and we will uh, uh, attempt to write our best round for you. Ladies and gentlemen, name that tune. All right. Today's audio round, we're going to do something a little different. And we talked about this last week where we're not getting a ton of entries in the audio round challenge, and that's fine. Uh, Everybody's got better things to do than to uh, email us every week, and I get that. I have better things to do. Yeah, I never hear from you. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? (laughs) Uh, So we're going to do some things a little differently today. Uh, We're going to challenge each other. We've made these little five-song mini audio rounds. And the theme for this audio round this week is our birth years. So my birth year is 1983. She's a baby child. Stop it with the baby child. My birth year is 1968. So I'm going to play five songs from 1983. She's going to play five songs from 1968. And we're going to go back and forth and see who can guess the most. And we're doing title and and, And uh, artist. artist. Yeah. All right. So 10 points each. Sweet. In which you will get 10 and I will get maybe two. (laughs) I'm calling it right now. Let's see how we do here. Uh, Do you want to go first or second? I'm going to go first. Okay. So here is your first one. Kinda like sugar, kinda like spices, kinda like like what you do. Kinda sounds funny, but I love honey and honey. I love you. Oh, that's um, that's yummy, yummy, yummy by the Ohio Express. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Double ding. I got uh. I started to go down the Sugar Sugar by the Archie's route and then remembered that that was from 1970 and not 1968. Of course. Everyone knows that. (laughs) Um, All right. Here is your first one. 
pretty sure the title is Rock the Casbah. That is true. Okay. The artist, Dire Straits. <laughs> <laughs> that is The Clash. Oh, The Clash. The Clash. I didn't know that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. All right. Give me my next one. Hang on. I gotta find its spot. That is, uh, I Heard It Through the Grapevine by Marvin Gaye. That's right. Yeah. So I made a playlist of that song of all covers of Heard It Through the Grapevine. With CCR and Gladys Knight. You know that Gladys Knight was the first one? Mm -hmm. Of course you know that. Yeah. Well, I just told everybody else that. Yeah. Now everybody (laughs) knows. Keep that quiet, man. All right. Here's your second song. Okay, the title is She Blinded Me With Science. That is right. And once again... (laughs) The artist is going to be the tough one, I think. Uh, I'm bad at the artist's parts. Um, I don't know. The cars. It's a Thomas Dolby. Oh, see, I've never even heard of that person. Yeah, he did a song called She Blinded Me With Science. Okay, okay. All right, ready for your number three? I can we know each other. He's singing the song. Okay. I show I'm glad I got to know you because this guy's in love. It's called This Guy's in Love with You, and that's by Herb Albert. Yeah, you yeah. got it. The you one, you've done that at karaoke. I've done that uh, at weddings. Oh, okay. I've sang that song a lot. Uh, yeah, Herb Alpert's his only singing uh, hit. Yeah, I read that he yeah. was a trumpet player. Trumpet player. He's for the, the Tijuana Brass. Mm-hmm. He is the A in A and M Records. Oh, really? Yeah, he's Herb Alpert. He's huge. Uh, all right, here is your next one. Idea. Oh really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a tricky. That's a. It's tricky to plan these things because these were all big hits in the year, but of course you weren't. I wasn't barely, really. Uh, yeah. Well, I was born in December, so the whole Me year too. I wasn't yeah. alive. Um. All right. Do you want to take Not a guess? Do you have any guesses on artist? I don't know. Paul Simon. Oh, you're in the right ballpark. That is Billy Joel. Oh, what's in the a song, song called Allentown? Oh, I don't know that song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Sorry about that. hate you. I, I hate myself. <laughs> I just put a zero on my score. I saw it. It was the saddest <laughs> zero I've ever seen in my life. And there's been some sad zeros out there. And that was, that was sad. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Number four for you. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, it sounds like the monkeys. 
It is the monkeys. So I'm going to guess it's a girl's name, and the only girl name monkey song that I can think of off the top of my head is Valerie. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the only other one I can think the only other monkey's girl title is Mary Mary, and it's not Mary Mary because Mickey Dolan sang that. Mm. So, yeah. All right, here's your next one. Okay. No. I don't know it. <laughs> oh, no. You're making me feel so dumb. I didn't mean to do that. You know what? I'm not very good with audio rounds. Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. I mean, uh, so that is um, Flashdance. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to guess Pat Benatar. That was the only oh, guess I had. Yeah. And it's wrong. No. It's um, Flashdance, the theme song from Flashdance. Oh. And it's Irene Cara is the singer's name. Yeah. The singer is the one. That I, you know, it's so hard because I thought I would pick out titles that you would know. And then the I knew that the artist part was going to be hard. I just, you know. Okay. Last one. Was in the bad old days before I met you. When I let you walk into my heart. <laughs> that kicked from at the end. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> no, I'm stumped on that one. Completely stumped. Okay. The song is called Congratulations. Oh, wow. Okay. Never would have gotten by that. By Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard, who was huge in England at the time. Cliff Richard in the Shadows. I'm so glad I picked one. Oh, my that, God. One that you didn't get. That was a tough one because I don't think that was a big hit here. I think it was a big hit in England. It was on the charts here. It was on the charts here, yeah. I've recognized the song. I used to listen to oldies radio a lot, and I've heard that song before, but okay. I would never. I'd never heard it, and I thought it was awful. It is. That and is pretty terrible. that's why I put it on the audio right Tom, 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 tom. <laughs> All right, your last one. Here we go. Now, before you say anything, I'm yeah. imagining right now <laughs> Sandy screaming. So, I only know this song because you and Sandy sang it at karaoke. That's right. And I don't remember who did it, but I'm pretty sure the title is Fascination. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. That is the Human League who also Human did Don't League. Don't You Want Me and okay. other songs like that. So yeah, Fascination or Keep Feeling Fascination is both <laughs> the kind there. All um, right. This is a this is a terrible score. Okay. You got eight points. Yeah. Out of ten. And I got three. All right. All right. Well, this is our inaugural <laughs> try at this. So we'll see. Maybe we'll try this again and uh We'll do like what we do in lightning rounds at first. We were picking themes uh, that we wanted. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll kind of move on to more difficult stuff as we uh, as we get going. But that was fun. That was fun, actually. I liked it. Well, all right. You can get a hold of us by uh, emailing us at quizfix at gmail.com. You can uh, direct message us uh, at Twitter at, at quizfix. Uh, my direct uh, Twitter is at pchuckj. And yours? 
Mine is at Shookababy. And, of course, we're on Facebook and our website as well, quizfix.net. And if you're playing that tournament, don't forget to check your standings, quizfix.net slash tournament. All right. Is that it? I think that's all. All right. Everybody, have a good week. Have a good 4th of July holiday. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Let's get trivia. Trivia. I want to get trivia.